0: everybody welcome back to, to nipples <laughs> <laughs> i am flicking
1: start. my nipples
0: <laughs> for anybody listening to just the audio sean is currently flicking his nipples they're getting harder by the second
1: uh my nipples are sag by the way they're uh they're not saggy
0: but they're sag affiliated so very Exciting. Hopefully, we are able to get through this entire episode <laughs> without my internet shitting the bed. The weather in California uh, is currently very soggy and very wet. There's a lot of flash flood warnings. There was snow near me, which is wild and apparently hasn't happened since the 1950s. I um, don't know what's happening. It's like a fucking circus over there. We're killing our planet. That's what's happening. Woo-hoo! We've been killing Let's our go! planet.
1: Woo! baby and if you subscribe to the brain leak podcast you too can kill the planet with two of your favorite creators oh uh, damn guys isn't it great being alive on earth you know how people go out and they do like oh let's like mobilize our audience and clean the beaches what if we went out mm-hmm. and just like had like a methane <laughs> festival <laughs> Instead of, like, Burning Man, we had, like, a
0: week long of just burn everything. (laughs) We're just out in public parks, just like, Hey guys, today we're gonna burn 300 tons
1: of tires. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? Oh, the plastic shipment is here. (laughs) It's just like a big fucking black cloud wherever we are. That'd be sick. Just speed up the process. Let's get it over with. Earth and global warming is like a real will they, won't they kind of scenario. (laughs)
0: Are they going to do it? Who knows? I'm pretty sure we've been doing it. Uh Using our influence for good. That's right, everybody. Go out there and kill the world. Kill the planet. I love Al Gore. Great. You know, it's kind of like jazz, this podcast. (laughs) You know, it doesn't
1: follow the rules. There's no beat to it. Oh, we could have... Oh, back to names. We could have called it the (laughs) Jazzcast. We um, mm. we did do a photo shoot for it uh, since last time, which editors put in an example, or all of them, whichever ones came out. <laughs>
0: and if you're listening to this while you're driving, pull over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's a cop right behind a- you. Watch out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're just listening, you're going to have to go to Instagram or Twitter or something and find BrainLeak. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's a lot harder.
0: I'm sorry, your ears can't see things. Unless you're Morbius. <laughs> That's what's so beautiful about the human experience. You know, we can use this technology to 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 give vision to those yeah. who, who can't see the thing in front of them. We're kind of like Mr. Beast for yeah, the people. The you know? Mr. Ears. <laughs> we can describe everything in vivid detail, like they were pictures of two white men standing in front of a lights. Sometimes we lay down. Sometimes we did lay down. We, uh, the photo shoot was really fun though. Um, if you've seen the photos, uh, obviously brain leak has to do with the brain. And so we were <laughs> like, oh, we could do a cool thing with like brain. Maybe we're doing surgery on each other. Um, but then it just kind of turned into like this medical? fake medical <laughs> pod <laughs> podcast. We that had we're so not much doing... medical equipment there. We had like a real bone saw, some forceps, it mm-hmm. was like giant tweezers, a tray, a bed. It was awesome. Like the production design of it was like really cool. But getting through it, we were like, "Is this kind of wasted on us? Because we're not a medical podcast." <laughs> yeah, and then we got
1: covered in blood, and I was like, "Can we use this anywhere? I don't know. It mm-hmm. looks cool, but it's blood, and no one likes blood. No blood. <laughs> blood. Not funny. <laughs> which afterwards." we got covered in blood and then we had to take it off and we were like scrubbing mm-hmm. for ages and we used like three creams and sand and <laughs> we used everything on our faces <laughs> to try and get it off and then our faces were just pink anyway which was either residue mm-hmm. or just scrubbing too hard and mm-hmm. I swear for like a week afterwards my
0: skin was all like oh I don't like it <laughs> oh my skin didn't have a problem oh well,
1: fucking good for you then I guess under my yeah. eyes were just like all crusty it was like it's like pizza.
0: <laughs> it was awful. I was like so
1: sensitive and sore.
0: Sensitive boy. Uh,
1: but tell me no, tell me more about how your skin was great and fine and actually started glowing afterwards and the acne went away and we <laughs> just cropped so the acne
0: out of my ears.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we had snow in Los Angeles. It was beautiful. Everything is changing. Do you have hair on your body where you didn't have hair before?
0: I have no hot body. Uh, I have no body hair. This podcast is so good, guys. Were you just gonna say I have no hot body hair? <laughs> oh I have yeah, no hot oh, body hair. Oh my body hair.
1: Sometimes you just gotta oh, let wait. The, you gotta let the bear breathe.
0: <laughs> I'm very excited though. It was really fun doing the photo shoots and doing the little promo video. <clears throat> Made everything feel more real. Now that the The ball is rolling. Yeah. Our big, beautiful ball
1: is in someone's court. And now it's up to us to carry that game as far as we can. (laughs) I don't know. We can do it. We're smart. We're intelligent. We're funny. We're sexy. We're cute. We're horny. (laughs) I am horny for (laughs) trivia.
0: (laughs) That's what we could have made the podcast. We could have named the podcast horny for podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, swallow my podcast!
0: Oh, that was one, wasn't it? <laughs> oh wait, no, it was come on, come my on podcast. my podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it was so good. Oh, so, that would have so been a good. very different photo shoot. <laughs> God, we're just in big bathtubs of milk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> milk? Ew.
0: Yeah, would
1: have yeah, been better for my skin know. at
0: least. Yeah, would have. Uh, did you know that any white liquid is milk? What? hmm The CDC said so. Any white liquid.
1: <laughs> Wait, any white is that why you can get away with like skim milk and almond milk? Can't milk an almond.
0: She can. There's little there's a little guy down there. <laughs> little, <teets>. little udders.
1: <laughs> yeah. You just gotta look hard. Wait, any white I'm googling this right now. I don't believe you. What? No, that was a joke hundred percent. Is any white liquid milk? FDA rules any white liquid can be called milk. The onion. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fine. Good stuff. You win. Good stuff. Great stuff. I have Good no Could you stuff. milk me? How, how much... How much semen do you average?
0: Okay, here's a question.
1: Oh, We, we shouldn't. Yeah, we should. Oh, we're in what's, it now. I've tapped into this vein.
0: What is the average volume? Of, um, in
1: a shot. I think it's like a teaspoon is like the average. It's either a teaspoon or a tablespoon. I don't think it's very much. <sighs> but
0: that that's a really big difference. Teaspoon versus tablespoon? That's huge. I think
1: it's a teaspoon. Because I remember hearing it and thinking, that's really not a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: I just do loads. <laughs> but a tablespoon sounds... Too much. <laughs> it's not as big as a How table. How much come in the average? In the atmosphere. Shot. What is the average volume and distance of male ejaculate? Oh, distance.
1: Should we have the Coma Olympics? Oh, we can invite I feel so like, many
0: YouTubers. I feel like Charlie should be at the helm of that. Yeah, we should pitch him that idea. A person may be able to ejaculate up to a teaspoon of semen to a distance of a few feet. <clears throat> A teaspoon. How how many milliliters in a teaspoon? 4.9. We'll call it 5 milliliters in one teaspoon. That really isn't that much, but it tracks. Let's get those numbers up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those are rookie numbers. When we meet up at our garbage burning festival, (laughs) we can all add to the cum dumpster. (laughs) And then we'll set that on fire. Oh, good. We have so many plans for
0: this podcast
1: now. I know. This is awesome. Brain leak... More like mm-hmm. <laughs> ejaculate.
0: <laughs> this is such a good podcast, guys.
1: Look, I'm sorry. This is what podcasts are. I can't sit here and like kickflip. Did you ever skateboard? I tried. Yeah. I skateboarded we, for a little bit. We had a we had a hill like next to our house that was like tarmac or like asphalt. Mm-hmm. And we I would go down that, but it's like every little stone would kill me. And I was mm-hmm. I was very small. I was like <laughs> What, 10 kilos? It's almost a teaspoon in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried ollieing for a while. I'd be in like my backyard and I would be trying to do that, and I just couldn't get the mechanics
0: down, so I stopped. Mm. I skateboarded for a little bit. I landed a kickflip, I think, three times. Damn! So that was pretty cool. We had this big hill in my neighborhood, though. Uh, and if you weren't careful, you'd get speed wobble on that. I remember one time, <clears throat> me and my friends... We took our skateboards and we went down this huge hill, but we went on our, we sat on the skateboards mm-hmm. and then we all got speed wobble halfway through <laughs> and fell off and then just like grinded our asses on the ground. It was Ooh, great. That's kind of hard. It hurt. was super great. Super great and super fun. Looking like the surface of Mars after that. Mm-hmm. Just red and raw,
1: baby. Mm,
0: it was great.
1: It no, was I never so
0: fun. I like rollerblading though. Rollerblading's tight. Rollerblade? My dad would rollerblade back in the day. Oh, did your dad skate? Like with skates? He did, yeah.
1: And did he have like a mustache and booty shorts? Because he feels like the kind of guy who would do that.
0: I wonder if he did or not. He was, this was when he was going to college in Atlanta. So he might have. You your
1: dad was swimming in muff
0: <laughs> oh man was
1: he back right. then when, when, he, he... when he busted out the quad wheels he was like what up Damn. just gonna go down this ramp and then his accent changed he was like pop shove it watch this
0: <laughs> and he just does like a tiny little <laughs> I'm gonna gates. totally
1: like inline gnar on this 420 bro
0: Ethan I have a very important question for you. Do you take your health seriously? Man, I haven't been taking my health seriously. You know, I've just been eating mud. You
1: silly, stupid little man!
0: Listen, I just don't know where to start, Sean.
1: You can start with the a- athletic greens.
0: You wanna roll that one again? You
1: can start with <laughs> athletic greens! Look, I'm Irish. I don't say A-T-H words properly. Athletic greens? Yeah. What is that? Athletic Greens is a supplemental drink that you can have for your body Whether you want to increase your vitamin nutrient intake or like me you got bad bowels You've been dealt a rough hand you gotta drink this cuz it'll fix what's wrong with you. Oh Man, it'll fix your face.
0: Nothing can fix that. You know, I've been wanting to just I take a, a, a boatload of of pills every day They're so big and I have to swallow them and it hurts my throat. I've really been wanting something that can just kind of combine everything into one easy little powder that I can just add water to and shake it up and drink it and know that I'm getting all of the vitamins and supplements that I need to start my day and feel great.
1: Yeah, because just one daily serving covers all your nutritional bases and supports long-term good health with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced ingredients. 75, you can't even count that high. No, but I love gut health. It's easy, it's seamless, it's
0: a daily habit. Get into it, every morning, or after your workout, or before your workout, (gasps) do it. I'm looking for a simpler, cost-effective supplement routine. And Athletic Greens is ready to give me, or you, a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five travel packs with my first purchase. Or your first purchase.
1: And if you go to athleticgreens.com leak. That's athleticgreens.com leak. L-E-A-K. You can leak some fluid into your daily greens and then put it in your body. You can't leak unless you put some athletic greens in first.
0: Yeah, what are you going to be leaking? Just bad stuff. And athletic greens with AG1 is going to give it all the good stuff for you to leak properly and well and goodly.
1: And I've tried it. I've had it, I've scooped, scoop, scoop, I've put the vitamins in, even came with a little dropper with vitamin D, just one little drop in, and I got all the nutrients I needed, and I felt better, fresher, more energized, because all I do is sit more in the chair, leaky. I leaked I felt more all day, leaky. go try it out for yourself, athleticgreens.com
0: slash leak, athleticgreens.com slash leak, thank you Athletic Greens, for allowing us to continuously leak into the ether, <laughs> My dad told me that when he was in college, because he went to art school in Atlanta, um, and I was like, what was the coolest thing that you made? And he was like, well, I wasn't able to bring it with me when I moved out because it was gigantic. But he made a life-size replica of a great white shark out of Mountain Dew cans. What? (laughs) Yeah. He just like... He cut open a bunch of Mountain Dew cans and he drank a bunch of Mountain Dew, I guess, back then. So he cut all the cans open and then just made like a life size replica of a great white shark out it of was,
1: it. It was for the art. I know, I'm drinking it for the art. <laughs> <laughs> for shaking. shaking, shaking like crazy. Okay, cool, I guess. That's so bizarre and weird. I made a helicopter out of wood for my. <laughs> for my junior cert as we call it here it's like after three years you do an exam to like prepare you for i guess you guys call them the sat's are the sat's like what you take before you go to college like that's Mm -hmm. how you determine to get in college yeah we have junior cert and leaving certificate so you do junior cert which is like a mini version of it after three Mm -hmm. years and then you do three more and do the final one to go to college but was that a test yeah or was it a project okay it was it was like a woodworking exam. So it's like my practical exam. Cuz it's oh. like
0: woodworking, what what do you answer? You don't get like theory. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like what is this wood? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the SAT is just standardized testing in the US and I think they might be changing it now so they don't do them as frequently because a lot of colleges don't um They don't care about SAT scores anymore. It used to be like the big thing is like you had to do well on your SAT because that would be what colleges looked at. But now they've realized that standardized testing is stupid. What did you get in your SATs? So the way that they do it is, and I don't know if this has changed. So it's out of 2,400 Mm -hmm. or when I took it, it was out of 2,400. There was a math, a like reading and writing, and I think it's science, I think, Mm -hmm. I can't remember. Um, But you can take it multiple times, so I took it twice. The first time I got like a 15 something, which is like meh. I thought that would be good, no? It's like a little below average. It's also hard though because everyone that went to my school was smart. Or were you just stupid? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Um, probably that. No, but I think there was one girl in my grade that got a perfect score on the SAT. Uh, there's
1: always one.
0: I don't know. Uh, and then the second time I did worse. I got like a 1310, I think. Wait, second time? Yeah. So you're allowed to take it multiple times and then they will they'll just take your best score.
1: They're like, uh, you kind of fucked up that first one. Uh, let's do two out of three.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I, t- I took it again. Uh, and I got a th- I got worse. I got a 13. 10.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not like that. Wait, is an SAT? Whenever I see SATs in movies, I see people like ticking boxes and filling in boxes mm-hmm. and shit like that. Is that the SATs?
0: Yeah, I think it was through like a scantron kind of thing there was multiple choice, and then there was some written stuff Mm. Um, So I remember there was like there was a part where you had to write an essay for the writing and then there was also a reading comprehension uh, Part of the test where you had to read a thing and then answer a bunch of questions I can't remember if it was multiple choice, or if you had to write out the answers, but it was just about reading comprehension, so it was like, "Why did Sally kill her brother? What was her motive?" And then you had to say because you comprehended the reading. Because he was a son of a bitch and stole mm-hmm. all her pencils.
1: Yes. No. In, in Ireland, it's there's no like multiple choice things, which I feel like there shouldn't be in exams. If you're like to learn something, you shouldn't be able to like guess an answer. <laughs>
0: Well, that's why a lot of places are... are, I'm assuming that's why a lot of places are way more lax about SATs because it doesn't measure your intelligence. It measures how well you can take a test because those are two very different things, especially if there's multiple choice because it's just like, okay, you don't actually know the answer, but you know which answers aren't correct. So it's like, okay, that doesn't really mean that you know the thing. That means that you can kind of figure it out.
1: For us, it's all like just a shit ton of writing. It's all like essay type answers for everything. And when I was in college as well, it's like you just sit in the room for like four hours and you're just writing all day and your hand gets sore and I hated it. And then, I mean, I always always did well on my exams, but it was, I remember doing my leave insert, which is like the SATs. And I had like geography as a class. And -hmm. I remember learning like a four page essay that I could use for an answer if a certain question came up. And they'd be like, some of these questions might come up for your exam. So like learn these topics. So they were like, kind of hint at us before it came up. Kind of like be in this, these ballparks. And then when it came to the day, the question didn't come up at all, but I wrote down that answer anyway. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> they I think they gave me marks for remembering a lot of information, even if it wasn't directly attached to that question they were like yeah he tried he knows something
0: did you also on the sat i think you get points for every answer you get correct and you get points off for answers you get wrong but if you leave a if you leave a question blank then nothing happens Just answer the ones you know and then leave the rest blank? Literally. And that's what they would tell you. They would be like, if you don't know the answer, if you're not firm on the answer, don't put anything. Because if you get it wrong, then you'll get points taken off. So it's like, this is stupid. Also, you get... (laughs) This adds to the standardized testing is stupid. You get points for putting your fucking name on the test. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They they tried.
1: Good for them, you know? Ethan Noster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like oh, close enough.
0: So, Give it to so him. Close. Did you guys have to cause I remember I was always very frustrated about this and I guess I kind of get it. But with math, they were always really big on showing your work.
1: Oh yeah. So like
0: even if you got the answer correct in my school, if you didn't show the work, depending on the class, but like, if you didn't show the work, then you wouldn't actually get the question right because you didn't show your work. Yeah, mm -hmm. because it's, you got certain marks if you got
1: it right, but you got way more if you showed how you got there. So let's say you get 10 marks for the question, you would get like two for writing the right answer. Mm You get like a small amount of it, but then you had to show how it was done because for us, for our math book, In secondary school, we had, like, all the answers in the back of it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you guys were the same. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could always, like, check your own work, but it was always about how you did your equations. And then it was like, if you looked at the back, then it was like, okay, 42, great, I got 42. So my my solution must be correct. Mm -hmm. Um, But I fucking hated that. I hated sitting in class. And then the whole class was like, did you do your homework? Yeah, yeah, whatever. And then she would go down one by one. For each student to be like, okay, we'll start at question number one. How did you do it? Then halfway through, cut to the next student. And Mm -hmm. then I was always like, okay, she keeps doing that. By the time it gets to me, I'll be on
0: 13 part two. (laughs) So I need to make sure I had that done.
1: And I never had it done. I hated math homework.
0: I, uh, thinking back to when I was in school, specifically high school, I don't know how I graduated at all. Speaking of graduating, I have dreams about high school all the time and i had one two nights ago <laughs> wow That <laughs> was great um but i i don't know how i graduated because i don't really like ever remember doing homework like yeah. somehow it got done like but like i never did work after school at home Like, I would always do it, like, maybe, I guess, like, in a study hall or, like, right before class started or something. I always did mine in the mornings
1: when, because the bus that took me to school would take us like a half hour early. Mm -hmm. So we, I would just go to, like, the library in our school and do anybody. I would have some of my homework done because I liked English and things like that, but I never had, like, math or French or anything that had those kinds of answers to them. I was always good at, like, bullshitting my way through it. And I I loved I love the good story. Weave a good yarn. Oh bye. And my friend was always really good at math and I would always just steal his answers. But I if he got it wrong and then I had it wrong, I was like, Ey.
0: Yeah. Whoops. I remember my teacher in my algebra class, because my best friend sat next to me and she uh she realized that we were copying each other's homework because mm. we would get the same wrong answer. And yeah. she'd be like, hmm, you guys sit next to each other. What's going on here? How many people were in your class? In my class, there was 25. Okay.
1: Is Why, it is small? that big or
0: small? No, it's small. What I mean, yours? even my class was 140. Oh, Lord. But there were schools near us that, like, I remember my friend that I went to gymnastics with, his class was like 400 kids. He just split it all up between like five teachers. <laughs> I I mean,
1: how many wait, how many teachers did you have in your school? Like twelve? Maybe less. I can't remember. Cause there's a lot of classes I didn't take and then some are like
0: counselors and stuff, but not mm. teachers and Wow. Yeah, because we had like teachers alone. We probably had like close to thirty. Oh. Thank God. Maybe. And you still learned nothing. And I still learned nothing. Did you
1: Did you have any teachers that were like super hot?
0: Yes, my English teacher. So that sophomore year? Maybe junior year? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say her name, but I'll say that she has the same last... No. I know. <laughs> she has the same, same had... last name
1: as William Shakespeare.
0: <laughs> 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 she did have a... She had a lower back tattoo that was a butterfly. Damn, she a baddie. Sometimes we'd catch a peek and we'd go, ooh.
1: Yeah, we had... um, Our French teacher was... I mean, she wasn't like mega hot or anything, but it was like when you're young and it's like the best of a bad lot. (laughs) So for us, it was like... That was the teacher you couldn't concentrate on because... She God, I remember one day she came to class with like white pants on and a black thong and you could see it underneath the pants, which right now is like you probably knew what you were doing. And that seems kind of unprofessional. Yeah,
0: but maybe you didn't know what you were doing. And then we were all really distracted and I had a hard time concentrating already. <laughs> I remember when I was uh, I guess I was also a sophomore when this happened. Our our English department in our school. I don't know what was going on but they were fucking horny because <laughs> there was always an english teacher that was about to have a baby oh. uh either they were pregnant or their wife was pregnant or something but they were all fucking
1: all the time it's
0: the it's the poetry they know how to use their words exactly um But there was—I can't remember his name, and even if I did, I shouldn't say it anyway. But we had a new English teacher that came in for the year because the normal one was pregnant. Um, And he (sighs) was— He was probably, looking back, like, 28. He looked like a lumberjack model. Damn. Um, And so everyone was just swooning over him. Damn, I guess him and I have some stuff in common, huh? Yeah. You know, you ever go out back and just chop some wood? Oh. I did, but it wasn't as sexy
1: as it is on TikTok. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're just like, oh the fuck, I can't get a yeah, the lock to break, it like
1: breaks and hits you in the shin, and it's like, owie,
0: owie, <laughs> owie, ow, I got my shinny hurt.
1: Ow, 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 ow. But we um we had a a class like it was called T Graph or Technical Graphics. It was like like architecture drawing kind of stuff,
0: mm.
1: and we we had a teacher for that, and again, I won't say his name, but he. He was like the hot male teacher in our school. Mm-hmm. And they obviously knew because it was a small school. Everybody had like mm-hmm. nicknames for them, which again, yeah. I won't say because it will just deduce who it is, but it, they would always talk about his ass. And I <laughs> I remember his, w- seeing him walk around the school And he had a fucking cake. Like he, he was young and he was fit and he played sports. But he had like two little like apples in his pants, and he walked with like a really nice swagger. And I was like, he knows what's going on. He always wore like cord pants. I'm like, he knows what's happening. Damn.
0: (laughs) Oh. Baby.
1: But yeah, I had him, and even he was distracting to me. I was like, man, hormones are kicking in.
0: That's, <laughs> that's a ass, bro. It's just like in history, and he's bending over to help another student, and you're just like, anybody else seeing this shit? <laughs> Look at this. This oh. is going to be in the history books now. Damn, dude. Yeah, This my, is crazy.
1: My school was very small, but. Mm-hmm. That just meant it got up to a lot of delinquency. There was a lot of a lot of nonsense in that school. A lot of people fighting with each other. A lot of
0: people getting pregnant at 16. <laughs> I don't remember there being a ton of drama. I just remember they banned school dances, except for prom. Too much um, grinding? There was too much grinding, but also <clears throat> uh, some people did the classic thing of, like, before a dance, soaking tampons in vodka. Uh, Which is insanely dangerous. Wait. As in
1: they would suck the tampons in vodka, bring them with them, and then suck the vodka
0: out? Or put them in- No. Put them inside of them.
1: To absorb it?
0: Yeah. Like, similar to, like, butt chugging, I guess. (laughs) Um. Wait. But it's super dangerous. Butt chugging? So nobody, I don't, as far as I know, nobody at my school was butt chugging anything. What is a Chugging, you've never heard of butt chugging? I
1: mean, I've or, heard it in like a sentence, or but I boofing? thought... It... <laughs> what? I thought butt you chugging know, nothing... was like a... Oh god, you're such a butt chugger! Like it was just something you said to someone. I didn't know you actually did anything.
0: Oh, this is so great! Yeah, no, let me learn you. Um, yeah, no, butt chugging's boofing. been around for centuries. It's also called boofing. Um, yeah, because it it's. For anybody listening, do not ever butt chug anything or don't put alcohol in your system other than drinking it like a normal person because it's extremely dangerous. Um, It just gets in your system. I think it gets like in your bloodstream way faster. So if you – so literally you would like put a bottle, like the tip of a bottle of something in your ass (laughs) and then just kind of like – (laughs) <laughs> oh it's kind of, I don't know. I've never butt-chugged anything. I don't really know the mechanics oh, of it. I could
1: just imagine like um, a fucking a keg and someone's like mm-hmm. upside down as they hold their legs yeah. and just stick a
0: hose in their ass. I'm pretty sure Steve-O did that, actually. Oh! They did a lot of stuff like that in Jackass. Um, there, this
1: sounds like a South Park episode where they like put the food yeah. in their ass and it comes out their
0: mouth. Yeah, it's kind of what it's like. You There's... Know? <sighs> um, I don't yeah, believe in the science behind that. Um, it's super dangerous, but no, people weren't people weren't butt chugging at my school, as far as I know. I mean, I'm sure somebody did at some point, um, but yeah, there was an issue I remember of girls taking tampons, soaking them in vodka, and then putting it up there. Can just imagine the guys
1: getting together and be like, "Yo, Steve and Kyler are coming over later." <laughs> Time to get the Stephen time to get the Tyler. Time to get the douche out and make sure that it has an easy access canal. <laughs> I want maximum soakage, bro? God, it's so fucking uh, weird. But that's yeah. the thing is, when you drink alcohol, it goes in your stomach and then stays there. If you butt choke, that liquid doesn't get absorbed into your ass canal <laughs> like that. Like the alcohol, well, maybe, but you don't get rid of the liquid. Do you just turn back upside down again and then it all flies out
0: like a fucking enema? Uh, I don't know. I guess it is kind of like an alcohol enema,
1: okay. <laughs> Dude, bro, um, bro, I just got boofed with Kyler.
0: <laughs> okay, it's, uh, butt chugging is the act of ingesting alcohol through one's rectum via a tube. Once in your rectum, the alcohol is absorbed through the mucous membranes. Hell yeah, shout out membrane. <laughs> shout out to my mucous membranes. <laughs>
1: Look, that's not the part I wanted to know. The other part was what I need to know: where liquid go when in ass. It's like when Sam is pregnant and she go in morph ball. Where go baby? <laughs> what happened? What happened to baby? Uh, when, where what, does the liquid oh, go? Oh, are there girls like you? tamping and boofing at the same time? <laughs> that's like when you like put coffee grounds in an espresso machine and you compact it down. That's called tamping. So, I'm going to change that definition to be when you soak a tampon with alcohol and shove it. Why don't the guys just get tampons and cover them in alcohol and then put that in their ass?
0: I don't know, John. Why don't you go talk to a school? Oh, I would have been like (laughs) Einstein back in
1: your school. I would have been able to like (laughs) rectify Uh... the science. Pun intended. I don't know why I did that like Richard Nixon. (laughs) Rectify the science. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
0: Um, none of these articles are giving me answers on what happens it's just that the alcohol is absorbed into the bloodstream through the lining of the colon that's crazy
1: do you want to know a time that i almost got sexually harassed by a teacher sure (laughs) actually i get it kind of is because i we were doing a play of bugsy malone which i was playing the Mm. eponymous hero Bugsy. Also, your camera's focusing on your microphone, not your face. Mm.
0: I I was playing... I'm not familiar with the plot of Bugsy. Is it important or no? It's
1: No, it's like a mobster, like kind of like New Yorkian kind of thing. But we had to do a a thing where it was me, and I think the other character's name was Tallulah? I can't remember. But it was like another girl in my class, and there was like a a dance number kind of song part where Bugsy and Tallulah were like like, dancing together, or doing something where they had to be, like, romantic. And I remember... Was the teacher Tallulah? She role-played for a little bit. Nice. Well, well, what was worse was that this teacher was also one of the hotter teachers that came through our school. Also an English teacher, and she went away because she got pregnant.
0: What is up with these English teachers? Somebody needs to do a study. Maybe because they're sexually harassing
1: students.
0: (laughs) I mean, possibly. But it was...
1: It was weird, because we were, she was like, okay, you're going to want to do the thing like this, and then you have to, like, sit on Bugsy's lap. So then she came (coughs) over and sat on my lap as, like, a demonstration, like, put her arm around me. But, like, that was kind of it. But I remember at Uh the time, all the guys in my class who were in the play at the same time were all like, Dude, no way! (laughs) She's on your lap, dude! That's her ass!
0: That's her asshole, and I was like, "I'm no way, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't want to be I'm, here. I don't, I don't want to be here."
1: So it's not really sexual harassment because she wasn't doing it out of like a sexual way. She was trying to demonstrate something, but I'm like,
0: it is weird and not appropriate for a teacher to sit on us, sit on a student's lap. Yeah, that's not a. Uh, it was great. I think she did it
1: because. She used to be like really close to our family because she dated my brother like uh. years and years and years ago before she was a teacher when they were both back in college. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think my brother went to college. But when they were of college age, they dated for a while. And mm-hmm. I think because there's, there was like no romance at all. It was like, oh, it's just Sean, yeah. my brother's or my boyfriend's brother kind of vibe. But yeah. it was weird. And everybody everyone else afterwards mm. made a bigger deal out of it than I did.
0: That makes a little bit more sense that she like knew you more personally. Yeah. Um but yeah, still still weird. Did you ever see any of your teachers uh um, naked no. after you graduated? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> not naked. No. Are kind of
1: and I got to pull the old first name on them. Ah, isn't that fun? Yeah. It's like what I up I love that. The name and they were like Oh, that's weird. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, it is weird. I I hated that I said that.
0: (laughs) I had that with a couple of teachers where they were fine if you called them their first name. Would you just say sir or miss otherwise? No, you would just call them. uh, Well, I mean, yes. Well, no, sorry. If you had your hand in the air and you called the teacher, what would you say? You would say... Mrs Shakespeare or whatever. <laughs> Mrs Lapsitter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would say Mr Shakespeare, Mrs Shakespeare, blah 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 blah. But I mean, it also depends like in the US on the region, because, like, if you're in the South, you tell, you say... You tell! You, ad- <laughs> you do, you do. Uh, you address everybody as, like, sir or ma'am, but not in the Northeast, really. Yeah, that's kind of what we did. Um, it's sir or miss. Did you ever do, like, a Harry Potter where it was like, Professor!
1: <laughs> <laughs> he came over and like, what are you doing down there? So, what are you doing on the floor? I <laughs> fell over. What'd you fall over for? Over. What'd you
0: fall over for? <laughs> But there were some teachers that were fine if you called them, you could only you couldn't do it like during class. But if you like, if you like went in for help or something, I remember one of my teachers, she was fine if I called her Mary, mm-hmm. Um, which then became like a joke where I would senior year, I would go into her class um, I don't think in <laughs> in retrospect she probably appreciated this, <laughs> but I would interrupt her class and be like, yo, Mary, what's up? <laughs> what is up, Mary, dude? She also, this was like not super, I mean, it's not inappropriate, inappropriate in- like a sexual sense or anything, but just like a weird thing for a teacher to say. She would talk to me about her divorce a lot. <laughs> oh. And I'd, I'd be like, yeah, Mary, that sucks. And she's like, yeah, it's just like, it's rough going through it. I'm going through it right now. She was looking for a new <laughs> baby daddy. Yeah. And she was older too. She wasn't she wasn't young or anything. Mm. Um, did you ever make a teacher cry? Ooh.
1: Uh cuz we had, a, I don't think so. We had a substitute teacher come in that was the principal's sister and they were both like oh. 50s. So they were like old women. And then any mm-hmm. <laughs> any 50-year-olds listening to this are like ah, how dare you? Look, when you're fucking 14, everyone is a dinosaur. Yeah. But I
0: remember Yeah, think of like freshmen versus seniors, like 14 versus 14, 15 versus 17 and 18. It's like, they're so old. Yeah, you're going to leave and be an adult soon. I'm going to live forever. (laughs) This (laughs) summer is going to last for the rest of our lives.
1: But she came into like sub for a class one time and we were not good students. I was very disruptive and I just goaded and coaxed other people all the time and went in on jokes and she got so flustered and frustrated with us because we just wouldn't shut up even if she yelled Mm -hmm. that she just started crying and left the room (laughs)
0: looking back on your youth because i think that there's a couple of different versions of this because when i was younger i was definitely more of like a class clown but like in in a way where teachers still liked me, but sometimes they'd be like, okay, Ethan, you have to stop. But there were some kids that were like class clowns and they were like more popular, but they were actually kind of like little shitheads. Which were you more on the side of looking back? Like, do you think you were kind of a shitty kid to teachers?
1: Um, No, I think I was... I talked a lot and I my ADHD got the best of me and I just was very disruptive in class, but I... I was always nice to the teachers and I think the teachers liked me, but I was, I was really not popular, but I was very well liked in my school. Like I had a lot of charisma when I was younger and made jokes a lot and my education suffered, but I had one kid who just took charisma for arrogance and was just one day came up to me. and was like, we're going to fight at four o'clock. And I was like, what? I don't want to do that. (laughs) Did you? No, he he just didn't show up. But he was like trying to put the fear of God. in Oh, me. so think, you, you showed up? I didn't have a choice. I was stuck in school afterwards, and our school was small, so it was like I'm
0: here. <laughs> I guess I'm here to fight. And I was oh. I was
1: like really small. I was like four and a half feet tall, and he was even shorter than I was. And I'm like, why why are you so mad? Mm-hmm.
0: I uh, I didn't hit my growth spurt until uh, until I was like sixteen or seventeen, probably. Mm. Um, And so I was super, super short my entire scholastic career. Short kings. Uh, Short kings, rise up. (laughs) Or don't. Just stay short. (laughs) Short kings, rise up as much as you can. Yeah, but not to the the top shelf, but
1: just reach for it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Short kings, rise up and get a ladder. Wait, what type of kid (laughs) were you then? Um, I, so it, it depends because, so like my earlier years before I got on ADHD medication, I was pretty loud and like, I wasn't a popular kid, but like what you were saying, like I was well liked. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was just like kind of loud and always talking. Um, and then seventh grade, I got put on ADHD meds, um, and I got, I mean, this was a really big issue, obviously, like in the early mid 2000s of like ADHD wasn't really understood yet at all. Yeah. And so I was severely over medicated, <laughs> um, like as a seventh grader, I took almost double the amount of medication that I currently take. What What were you taking? I was taking Adderall back <sighs> then. Uh, and I think I was on, I think I was on forty milligrams of Adderall. Oh yeah, even
1: forty um, gram or forty milligrams of Vivance. I'm like, ooh, this is too much. Yeah,
0: because <clears throat> as an adult, I don't take uh, Adderall anymore, but I did for a little bit when I was like twenty two or something. But I took twenty milligrams, mm. and even that, I was like, woo, uh, ah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so I went from, from being. Really loud and energetic all the time and constantly talking to literally silent. Wow. Um, Which was real cool. (laughs) Um, That was great. Um, But yeah, so once I started being on medication, I wasn't really as much of a class clown anymore because I would just sit there. And be a husk of a human
1: (laughs) i just turned into a heartthrob oh Oh, man i was like a heartthrob in my primary school because it was 12 of us in our class so it was like i guess i was the best to pick out of all the other boys but it was like all the girls wanted to kiss me but i remember in secondary school that was like a little different because there's just more people but i remember at one point we went out for like an outdoor day where we did, like, kayaking and, like, archery or whatever. And there was one moment where we had to, like, climb a pole and jump to another pole, and we were, like, all harnessed in. And we were in those harnesses that, like, really just rip the baby makers out of you. And I... I don't know why, I think because my entire cock and balls just got trapped in like a certain position (laughs) that it just looked like I was like this down there, like (laughs) like I had dumped ass in the front of my shorts. And every girl treated me like a king after that in my class because they all thought, Uh, I guess that's what you're told to think back then is like, if you have a big willy, (laughs) you're set for life. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you are going to be a trillion.
1: <laughs> and I remember walking around being like, hell yeah, on the outside, but inside I was like, no, no, it's all a lie. It was it was the pants. <laughs> Those were my balls. <laughs> but I was like, I'm not gonna tell them. Let them think I'm cool.
0: <laughs> I was never a heartthrob at all in any sense the only time i remember getting attention for my looks is in middle school we had beach day Mm. so it was the second to last because i grew up um like fairly close to the ocean yeah i grew up on a cape cool because my hometown was called cape elizabeth like on superman's back Yeah, exactly but on the second to last day of school every year it would be beach day, so the whole class would just take a big field trip to the beach. Right. And I did gymnastics, and so that was the only day of the year. And I got excited for it every year because I was like, I'm going to take my shirt off. And I'm a gymnast, so I have abs. <laughs> yeah. And then I just, that was the only thing, was me taking my shirt off and every girl being like, You have a six-pack. What you been doing with that all year? <laughs> I was like, uh,
1: "It's been there, baby. Where's he been all this time? What? At least yours was real. <laughs> this is true.
0: No, um, I was... Uh, yeah, that was the only time. I
1: peaked in high school, clearly. Or primary school, even. I was the hearthrob.
0: Mm-hmm. With your big dick
1: <laughs> swinging everywhere. <laughs> no, that day out as well, I remember... Because I had, like... I was big into video games and, like, Lord of the Rings, so archery was super cool to me. And had, like, a, mm-hmm. a smaller, like, bow and arrow at home. And then we got to use, like, the big ones when we went out there. And I remember doing it and I had like my form down perfectly. And I remember other people in my class being like, I could hear me like, whoa, look at Sean. And I was like, hell yeah. First shot I took was a bullseye. And I was like, oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, this is a good day for me. And then when we got back, I was like living in that headspace and I was like, yeah, these bows are like the really expensive ones. And then I pulled it and the thing snapped. <laughs> And the string (laughs) flew off. And I was like, oh, oh God. And I was like, I got to save it. And then right after that, we started doing the harness stuff. And I, Mm. at the time, I didn't know people were looking at my junkies. And I did a thing where I was like, I like climbing trees and stuff. I'm going to be real cool. So I tried to do the Spider-Man thing where you hang upside down with your feet together but no one was on the other side of the harness. <laughs> so I just went upside down and planted on my back and smashed the back of my head. And I was like, oh, this is going off the rails real
0: quick. Just thinking about, like, being younger and, like, <laughs> like showing off so much, yeah. like, to see how athletic you could be is just like, I'm going to go climb that tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what are you doing? It
1: was like, <laughs> stop. I never, because I was never intelligent in class or at least like outwardly smart because I was just scatterbrained all the time. And then when I was like, okay, my time to shine. I know how to do these things. Here we go. <laughs> it fell <on> my ass. <laughs> and the, the world humbled me real quick. I was like, okay, don't show off. This is stupid. Oh, man. And then I climbed the pole and then was terrified of heights, even though the pole was like 20 feet off the ground. And I was like, I can't do it. Did we talk about the pole? That was where we had to climb with the harness.
0: Oh.
1: And then it was like, you got to the top and there was like a big square platform on it. And then you went to like another one. You had to like jump and grab like a trapeze bar. And then that was Mm -hmm. on like a a decelerator thing like they have in wall climbing gyms. Where you like grab Mm -hmm. it and it like brings you down slowly.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah. We didn't have that. It was pretty cool. But we had to go to, like, a special place to do it outside. And then we went kayaking, and I was really fun at that. (laughs) I was fun at that.
0: (laughs) I was really fun at that. We had a senior year in my school. You could take a class called P.E. Adventure. (laughs) Wow. Um, (laughs) Which was just, like, a gym class. But you would do, like, really cool shit. Like, we had a pool at our school uh because the like the like community sort of like rec center was connected to our school mm-hmm. so that was where our pool was and like the gym was and stuff like that um and so we got to do a scuba diving course Whoa. where this dude came in and gave us all tanks and we would swim around in the pool it was so cool it was awesome <sighs> I want to do that and then we went like kayaking and stuff. It was dope. We went and stayed overnight uh, on an island that was uh, Off off the coast and so we would kayak out to the island, and then we stayed there overnight Uh, And all the teachers were like yeah, you guys can pretty much do whatever you want Uh, Just Just like don't don't do anything (laughs) stupid. Yeah, because we were seniors at that point So they were like we trust you guys like don't do anything dumb like, obviously, don't try and leave the island. Like, yeah, don't, don't smoke we a like, badger. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so we all just like went out and we, uh, we played Manhunt in the middle of the woods at like three o'clock in the morning. Fuck yeah. It was fucking awesome because the whole island was pretty small and the only thing on it were sheep. Um, and so they were like, yeah, there's no like, and we don't really have, we don't have, like, venomous snakes or anything like that in Maine. But they were like, yeah, there's no predators on this island. So, like, just be careful of, like, rocks and stuff. <laughs> so we just went out and, like, pitched darkness and played manhunt in the woods. Be,
1: be careful of venomous rocks. <laughs> just come up and get hit in the back of the head with a rock. That's the That's the, like, plot and location of a murder, like, slasher movie. That's,
0: like, the quarry. It is. I'm surprised that nobody died.
1: Yeah, from rocks, mm-hmm. from venomous rocks. Yeah, school was a a weird time. We also got to go to Germany once for like a school trip, and go to like Brussels and stuff. Because it was, we were in Cologne, and then everything's sort of like close to one another. So we got to go to like different countries, and then we, it was like you had to pay a couple of hundred. Actually, I think it was like six to eight hundred euro at the time to go do it. Maybe not. But I remember thinking, like, holy fuck, I gotta save up for this one trip. It's gonna be epic. And I remember going there, and that was the first time doing that thing, like at the beach, where we were all like like 17-ish, 16 years old. So we we were all like of age and like all about our bodies, and we'd all hit puberty. So then we went to like <laughs> a swimming pool thing. We were all blossomed. Yeah, we went to like a swimming pool and then that was the time when all the boys and girls got to like check out each other's bodies. And we're all like, whoa, look at him, look at her. Whoa. And that, that was also Dang. the first time where it was like, oh, uh, some of the girls can't swim today because they have headaches. And I was like, oh, weird. And I told that to my sister and she was like, Sean. And I was like, <laughs> oh, they had periods. Oh, I didn't think about oh. that, they can't swim. They should have just had their vodka tampons with them. Unbelievable. That was one of those trips then afterwards at nighttime. It was like one guy in our class who everyone thought was not into any of that stuff was like looking for alcohol. And we were like, what? You want to drink? It was like, none of us have alcohol. What are you doing? And then he was like, did you see the boobs on uh name earlier? And we were like, what?
0: <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> Look at the kids on name over there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't name names. I do remember, like, kind of a similar thing in the sense of, like, figuring out about a bunch of, like, different kids. So we... Did you guys have, like, senior pranks or anything like that? Mm, that no. It was a big thing, at least in Maine, I think all over the U.S., of just, like, senior year, the senior class will play a prank on the school. But uh, th- the previous years... Uh, there had been just like a bunch of vandalism for the senior prank. And so the principal was like, "Yep, yeah, okay, don't do that anymore. And so they were like, if you want to do a senior prank, which this kind of defeats the purpose of it, you have to get it approved. And so we had like a big track next to our uh, next to our school. And so we were just like, okay, we're not going to do a like a prank, but our prank is going to be. Everyone in a senior class is going to camp out on the track overnight. Um, And it was really fun because no one that normally were friends interacted with each other. And like, I don't, I don't really know why, um, but everyone just like intermingled. Uh, And it was just like, oh, and it was, it also was like kind of sad because it was the day before uh we were all gonna graduate. Oh. Um and so we were all like, Oh, why didn't any of us talk to each other? Like we're all friends now, yeah. and now we're leaving. Um, but it was it was like a really weird night where everybody just like became friends who hadn't really talked all that much before. Um, and like again, it was 140 kids, so it was like Everyone knew each other, obviously, but not everyone were friends um, or really, like, knew everything about each other. And so that night was just like, oh, wow, I have so many more friends. And now we're going to leave and never talk again. Man, your never school year sound like
1: movie plots. I was like, this is night's no, going Ugh. to last forever. And I'm like, I hit myself in the face with a bow and arrow and then jumped upside <laughs> down and smashed my head. And then everyone thought I had a big penis when it really, it was nothing. <laughs> And you're like, everyone became friends. We camped out on an island. It was sick. I met my wife that night.
0: (laughs) I guess, like, I don't know. There were points where it was like, oh, man, high school was cool. But for Mm. the most part, I hated it. And I also, like, didn't experience much of my high school at all because i was in gymnastics and so i'd right. go to school and then immediately leave but there was there were some fun points i liked you know i liked secondary school
1: i didn't like the academic side of it and that caused way more stress than it should have but i i had a lot of friends and we did a lot of fun stuff together and shitting my pants and <laughs>
0: yeah, whatever yeah. I,
1: whatever I, was that was that not in college no that was 17 years old oh Oh, no the the second time was college when (laughs) i like split my toe okay but the Mm -hmm. first time i did college twice and i shit twice (laughs) (laughs) you're talking to my therapist about stuff like about my youth and where i grew up and she's like it sounds like a really harsh place and i was like yeah
0: (laughs) i Uh i didn't have a great upbringing (laughs) i i've talked a lot about my past with my therapist recently uh and just having like a lot of (laughs) a lot of those realizations of where it's just like oh that thing that happened when i was a kid that was fucked up yeah (laughs) looking back on it and just being like my whole life being like yeah that was the thing that happened and then talking to a professional and then being like that's not normal and i'm like oh fuck you're right Uh, yeah i was like explaining
1: some of my life story and now it's like oh wait that's trauma I have trauma mm-hmm. and so much of it that I, I didn't realize because I was like mitigating it so much. I'm like, that doesn't count. Right. And then she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it does. Yeah, it's great. <sighs> Maybe we should have a therapy episode one day where we just like divulge all of our feelings. Mm-hmm.
0: I was I don't know what your relationship to your therapist is, but I was telling her this the other day because I had a dream about my therapist. Um And I was like, yeah, it was really interesting because you were telling me stuff about yourself in my dream. Um, And it was just like that she had like a daughter or something like that. And I was telling her about that. And I was like, yeah, it's really weird because thinking about it, it's like in real life, I don't know anything about you other than your name and your profession. Yeah, And like you probably generally live in this area because that's where your office is. But other than that, I don't know anything about you um and it's it was weird having that kind of conversation and she still didn't give me any information about herself but she was like well, what would you think if I had a daughter? How does and that make like, you feel? Know, would... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just like, she did get like kind of therapisty on it. And I was like, I don't know, like it wouldn't change anything. Yeah. But it was just a weird thing to dream about, like to have you in my dream and also know any personal details about you at all.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's probably good that way. Because my, yeah. my therapist also doesn't look up anything got to do with like my YouTube or anything. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I'm like, good. I don't really want you to see me that way and see me differently. Yeah, my therapist also doesn't, which is nice. Therapy's great. And then you realize you have trauma and you go, oh. It's like all these wounds that have scabbed over and scarred. Let's
1: scalpel them open again and
0: pour salt yeah, in let's them. Yeah, just, let's just pull open all those little scabs.
1: You uh, love picking at scabs. Speaking of therapy and advice... Shall we do Mm. an advice
0: segment? Let's do our very good...
1: uh, Sean and Ethan's bad advice. (laughs) Ethan and Sean's corner of bad advice. Woo! And you have background lights now. I do. I forgot to turn them on before that. Anybody listening? Pretend there's lights in your ears. Oh, this, oh yeah they're bright. <laughs> this one I'm milky white and overexposed now. This question comes in from Tappy Okuma and they ask how to become or how do people become popular and likable? Which as you pointed out is pretty good cuz we talked about being popular and likable in school.
0: Yeah, and I think that we already kind of answered the question with your story is if you just have a big dick yeah. then my, my
1: secret to being likable is that I grew up in a household that had a lot of talking and a lot of trauma and no positive emotions. So <laughs> I went inward to find myself <laughs> and what I found was comedy. <laughs> and all I do in my entire life is crack jokes constantly, even when people don't ask. And then I judge the room and figure out, is this working? And then I double down. (laughs) And then I keep making jokes until somebody has a snide remark like, ha, always a joke, huh? And
0: then I get (laughs) sad. (laughs) I think that that's the perfect uh, thing to do is if you have any troubles in your life, if you have any real problems, any real trauma, anything that's really affected you negatively in your life, just make a joke about it. Yeah. And then it's Fine. Yeah. And then your therapist asks you, hey, why can't you just talk about um, your feelings in a serious way? And why do you have to end everything with, like, <laughs> isn't that fun? Why can't you just talk about your emotions, um, you know, real? Yeah. And I say, <laughs> well, that wouldn't be a bit, would it? <laughs> just Idiot. develop a British accent.
1: <laughs> what you got to do, okay. To be popular and likable is, like, cool people, popular people, mm-hmm. hot bitches, mm-hmm. really <laughs> cool. Like, people who are popular and just everybody likes them and they're hot and attractive, they don't have shit figured out. They're miserable in sight. So you gotta take all your traumas and bury them deep down and then just not give a shit. Just pave over the past hurts. Is that the key to it, do you think? Is misery being miserable? Dude, punished artist is a trope for a reason. All the true artists are all broken inside. That's how you make true art.
0: That's why I stopped caring
1: about my content because I actually got happier.
0: (laughs) I think that's the key, is that if you want to make anything meaningful in life, you can't be happy. Yeah. You know? because how are you going to have perspective you know just you have to get to a point that is so low <laughs> and horrific everything that is up. Uh-huh. you have to hit rock bottom don't wait for rock bottom to come to you you got to Yeah rock bottom you should yourself. sink to
1: its level
0: mm-hmm. what you should do
1: is mm-hmm. design a perfect version of yourself that you want to be and then become it mm. Don't, don't like fake it till you make it. Fake it till you become it. <laughs> and then it doesn't matter afterwards. <laughs> Whatever happens, yes. happens. Then you're there. Then you just worry about the next problem of like, how do I love myself? Was this a mistake?
0: Well, because then, you know, there's so many people that, that go to people for advice and stuff like that. You can then become that person because you have so much at your arsenal yeah. because you have overcome so much. You know, like we're we're popular so and
1: successful on our platforms, but we don't have mm. anything figured out. We're broken on the insight. Yeah, but
0: that's, uh,
1: but that's part of our charm, huh?
0: <laughs> that is, baby. That makes us quirky <laughs> and relatable. And I love being quirky and relatable. If you're happy, you're not relatable. <laughs> Quick, be vulnerable for a second. No.
1: That shows real goods. <laughs> 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 I think we answered that
0: one perfectly oh yeah i think that was good
1: um somebody else asked how to fix their marriage don't <laughs> 50% well, of them end in yeah. divorce anyway so you're kind of betting against the odds here <laughs> if if you went to a racetrack and somebody mm-hmm. was like bet a million dollars on
0: this horse but he's a 50% chance of losing would you bet on him but that also, I think it's a perspective thing. He's got a 50% chance of winning. That's true,
1: but it's also a million dollars. So you to keep the million and do something with that, or
0: I don't know how much you're winning on it. Okay, you take Doubling. the million and you bet on someone else's marriage that is thriving. <laughs> <laughs> you just go to somebody else's couples therapy and sit in. Oh, man, they should do that. I would do that.
1: Sit if in on a couples
0: therapy? I would love... For there to be like a public, you could sign up to be like a public mediator kind of thing. Where It's it's (laughs) It's kind of like they should do that. It's like jury duty. Okay, (laughs) here's how you're fixing your marriage. Ethan's going to lay it out for you right now. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, I'm going to come in and you're going to be like, oh, my husband cheated on me or whatever. And then I'm going to come in. I'm going to listen to both sides and I'm going to go, oh, bud, you probably shouldn't have done that. That was mm. kind of shit, and I'll go. Yeah, that was bad. And then I'll look to you, and I'll be like, yeah. kind of up to you. Do you forgive him? Do you don't? That's not. That's not a new thing. That is couples therapy. That's, no, the mediator is the therapist. That's that's what I'm talking about, though. Me with no qualifications, no no paper oh. that says I can do this thing. I'm just a normal guy, and I'm coming in. I have no bias at all, and which I guess the therapist doesn't. Either, but it, that's not but the I point. That's not the point. That's not the point. I come in completely normal person. And I'm not. I'm not going to dissect the whole thing and therapize yeah. it. You know, I'm just going to come in and be like, "Oh, this happened. This happened. Ah, you're being kind of an asshole." Like blah 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 blah. I would love. To, that would be so much fun. Yeah, I love <sighs> judging people. And it would be so cool to just like sit there and be like, yeah, fucked up. But also, what you did was also fucked up. But I think it would be also cool if you took it another step... And you had them sort of in a in a in a room. You know the show Love is Blind. Mm -hmm. Maybe you did that, but with therapy, so you can't see the people at all. And also, they use a voice changer, Mm. so you you can't hear what they sound like either. Maybe you they use some AI technology, yeah. So then they both sound like Oprah Winfrey or something (laughs) coming through the thing, so you can't discern who is who. Yeah, you just have to say okay. Here's story one. Here is story two. You're hearing it from the same voice. Because I think inherently if you hear two different people or you see different people yeah. you're gonna say like oh they have nice eyes or oh They have a calming voice so you're gonna your brain is automatically gonna be like oh I like this person better because of the right, way that right. they carry themselves or whatever But if AI is making Oprah Winfrey talk about <laughs> your marriage and it falling apart This is perfect.
1: We should um we should turn marriage into a game show where People who have been like cheated on are like the really awful parts of like relationships breaking up. And then the person who is the victim in the scenario gets to stand in the middle. And then you just put up like contestants in front of them and they have to pick their partner out of them like that with AI. Mm -hmm. So then you know if true love really exists, they'll go back to them again.
0: Yeah, and Drew Carey can be the host.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like the price is right,
1: but the marriage is saved. (laughs) This marriage is fucked. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the way it goes. It's either you hit you ring the divorce bell at the end, or Uh you renew the vows then and there. You bring it like a pastor comes on, or Mm -hmm. Drew Carey. (laughs) Maybe your dad rollerblades
0: in. The renewal of vows. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds kind of tight. You know, well, does it though? Is it performative?
1: For some people, probably. I mean, it's even, just like even regular marriage is probably performative for some people.
0: Hmm.
1: Everything's performative for some people. <laughs> not this
0: podcast.
1: No, never. This is
0: this, this is, is for
1: you guys, not for us. We do this for we you. We love you guys so much. Anyway, uh, consider your marriage saved. You're welcome for the bad advice. Let's do
0: one more. How do I get mommy and daddy to stop fighting? You get them to go on this game show. That's (coughs) okay. It's hosted by Drew Carey. Called How Do I Save My Marriage?
1: (laughs) What if you didn't get mommy and daddy to stop fighting? What if you goaded them on? What if you became the instigator where it's like, oh, he's always leaving his fucking shoes out. So then when he finally starts putting them away, you like pull them out and like dishevel them again. And then you just
0: keep playing the fucking puppet master. So have like, have, I a like bit of, have some fun with it. I like the idea of you being like a person watching like a an a medieval jousting match where your parents are fighting and you're in the corner and you you have some, uh, what is it called? Spaghetti. No, 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 no it's like the turkey leg. A uh, lamb shank. No, it's called, mm, I mutton. wanted to say, mm, mutton. I wanted to say mullet so bad. It's just, but mutton's just mutton. sheep. <laughs> oh, is it really? is just sheep meat. Oh, well, yeah, you have the big like th- the big leg and then you're in the corner. They're fighting and you're just like, yeah, kill him. <laughs> that would be so cool. What if we did I like like, the
1: like Nathan Fielder's the rehearsal, but the family mm. doesn't know. Even the person who's trying to save or stop the parents from fighting. You just make like two way mirrors in someone's house. You find a family that are fighting and then you just start observing them and watching it like Truman Show style. And then you can like bring the person in afterwards and then be like, okay, here's what we figured out. And you algorithm the family.
0: Mm. Oh, that would be so cool. If you made a show that was like, it's called Squatter's (laughs) Rights. You just you just break into somebody's home without them knowing and you're living in the walls and you make a whole TV show about their lives. That would be awesome. It's like
1: however long you can go without being caught is however long the season goes.
0: Oh, that's He's like Linus Tech walls. Tips when, when his employees sneak into his house without him knowing. Who? God, that's, Linus Tech Tips. Oh, yeah. They always have people in his house. Um, that's a brilliant show idea. Yeah. Quarters rights.
1: NBC, I'm, pick it up. Yeah, and what did they say? Like, how how long do you have to be living in a place before it's, like, yours? I think
0: in California, I think it's seven years.
1: You have to live there for seven years before it becomes yours? Uh, how long? Five years. Five tenths of the law. Mm-hmm. So if you just live in somebody's house for five years, but if they're also living in it, then you're not a squatter. You're a home invader. Yeah, no,
0: it's not the same. If you find, like, an, Im- an abandoned... Okay, hold on, though. How does this work? If you find some sort of, like, abandoned property, or mm-hmm. you sneak into an apartment or whatever, and then they go in, and they're like, okay, we're gonna sell this property, you're there, and then they're like, oh, you can't be here, get out. And then you're like, nope, squatter's rights. How do you prove that you've been there for five years? You
1: start marking (laughs) your heights on the wall every year (laughs) to see how much you grow. (laughs) You just you do the thing like every person in like a prison scene where you just like put the marks on the wall and dashes through it. So you count your days. So
0: the entire wall. Because we as as people, you know, we like to as a society, which we live in one. We're so mischievous, mischievous, Mm -hmm. you know? We love to lie. Um, You could just do that. How do? the Fuck! Just say, say, trust
1: me, bro. I've actually never thought about that. How do they prove that they've been there? If they're there for five years, or somebody just come in and be like, you got me, here's the deed.
0: (laughs) I guess so. Do you not have to pay anything?
1: You just get it tax-free. Dude, that sounds much better than buying houses let gonna live in one for five years, because not only do you have a house for five years where you probably didn't have one before, but then it becomes yours.
0: That's wild. In California, a squatter has the right to occupy an abandoned or unoccupied property if they can prove they have been using and occupying the property for five years or more without interruption. But how? <laughs> How do you prove that? Uh, I've
1: actually only been here for two weeks. Can you just give it to me anyway? No one's coming back. Give it to me pro bono. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't really know what pro bono is.
1: I, in my head, it means <laughs> like for
0: free or without. Before the bono. <laughs> <laughs> Before bono. <laughs> pro bono. Pro bono. <laughs> the term pro bono, which is short for pro bono publico. What? Is a Latin term that means for the good of the, for the, for the public good. Look, we're getting way off track here. We're trying to
1: stop mommy and daddy from fighting. So what you want to do is find an abandoned house, put mommy and daddy in it for five years. Hmm. See if they're still fight when they don't have anything else, including uh-huh. you, to love and cherish.
0: I think that this is actually a really Good way to solve it though because I feel like so many marriages, you know, it's not actually about the relationship That's the issue. It's all these other things. Yeah, that are becoming the problem You know the the bills aren't being paid somebody's not doing the dishes blah 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 blah, blah blah That's why marriages
1: fail, the dishes <laughs> That's why the marriage
0: is failing You didn't watch because the dishes Todd for the said, fourth time this right. week I'm going Because Todd is not doing his fucking dishes and Sally's coming in and she's like, "Fuck! You were supposed to do these goddamn dishes. If you remove everything else,
1: by dishwasher,
0: focus on <gasps> shit.
1: It's saved. Wait, no. It's this saved. sounds like good advice. So the bad advice would be: don't stop your parents from fighting. Let them hash it out. See where the dust settles. And you'll either get parents again or two Christmases. <laughs> Which honestly, t- it's a it's a win-win for you. And then they compete against oh, each other. man. To see who's the better parent who loves you more and custody and all that. And you will feel That's so loved sick. when your parents split all
0: Because you can do it like kind of like when you're trying to get a new job. And it, it's just like, oh, well, this company offered me this much. And then you go back and forth and back and yeah. forth and saying, you know, dad said he was – Put your parents yes. in a bidding war. and it's like dad said for Christmas he was going to get me a Honda Pilot. And then you go back to mom, and mom's like, oh, mom said that she was going to get me a BMW, and you just keep going up. Unlimited money.
1: Until we're at a fucking oh Bugatti. Yeah, and then all your friends are going to be like, oh, your parents are divorced. Oh, I'm so jealous. My parents are still together and love each other.
0: Damn. <laughs> I remember when I had one Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. There you go. Your problems are solved.
1: You're welcome, everybody. Until until Ugh. next time, you're going to have to wait until...
0: Send us in more. Next time. We'll, you're going to have to wait until next time. You're going to have to wait until next time. <laughs> send us in more and we'll give you some uh, terrible advice for your life. Yes, and this is where you can send it. Well...
1: What another exciting episode of Brain Leak. I hope all your brains have melted inside your heads
0: and are coming out your ears. That's a sign of a good pod. This is what it's all about, baby. Just letting everything leak on by and... We started...
1: It's layers. We started at youth mm-hmm. school. Next week is going to be the
0: first time we got mm-hmm. arrested. Oh, man. And that story Can't is wait. Wild. Wild, wild.
1: Anyway, go follow Brain Leak in every single place that you can. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, LinkedIn. Just hop on by our LinkedIn pages. And don't forget to subscribe and follow the podcast on your favorite podcast platforms. So you can keep up to date with it whenever the new mm-hmm. episodes come out. Mm-hmm. What else do you have to say? One last
0: thing. Finish off the episode. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, until next time, <laughs> keep the, don't fix the, the leak. Don't call a plumber. (laughs) Keep leaking. Whether you're in a relationship, single, or recently heartbroken, you could be navigating some tough stuff. And it really can be challenging to do this on your own. We all need help when it comes to our relationships, very specifically our love lives. I'm Jillian, and each week on my podcast, Jillian on Love, I share skills on how to strengthen our relationships, how to build a stronger sense of self, and how to heal heartbreak and choose better partners. Learn how to start making change today and search for Julian on Love wherever you're listening now.
1: Are you a Marvel fan? Matt, you know I am.